Welcome one and all. I'm very happy to have you here. I'm very, very blessed to have you here. I believe this is true. I feel very fortunate to have you here. Uh, it's a beautiful day to be alive. It is Thursday. It is, I think it's still 2018. I think it's 2018 AD. This fine, fine, fine year of our Lord, 2018 AD, peak of recorded human civilization up in this bush. Yes, it is. 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 How are you doing out there, ladies and gentlemen? How are you? What's going on? Things. What's at the beginning of all these things? What do we do? Oh, shit. It's not just the international high five. It's the I high five. The I high five. Right? That's just cashy. I like it. So you gotta tell me where you're at. You gotta tell me where you're at, am I? You gotta tell me where you're at. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Where you at, brothers and sisters? I'm in uh, Los Angeles. It's a beautiful day. It's, it's, it's sunny. It rained last night. It rained and uh, the whole city went to shit. The internet collapsed. Um, everybody freaked out. Uh, I was DJing at no vacancy. There were people getting really, really freaky. It was like really crazy in there. And uh, there were some bedraggled, bedraggled people going crazy. Uh, at one point, it got so hype in there because I'm such an incredible DJ that uh, everybody spilled outside onto the patio and started dancing in the rain. And women cast aside their clothing and just danced in the rain in their underwear. This is a real thing that happened. That's how lit it gets at an Akira the Dawn event, brothers and sisters. That's how crazy, crazy it gets. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm so great. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just try and do the best I can. That's all. And that's all any of us can do. That's all we, any of us can do. And uh, yeah, what's up? What's up? Who said this? Justin Martin says, bad timing today. Don Peterson is on Rogan in a few minutes. Uh, why is that bad timing? Why is that bad timing? Uh, are those guys wearing beautiful red floral jackets? Are they playing Christmas music? Are they about to tell you how to save the world? Because that's what I'm about to do. I'm about to tell you how to save the world. That's what's, it, what's up today. It's asking Kira. It's 1 p.m. on a Thursday. This is how we get down. We're about to tell you how to save the world. But first, it's the I have, I have five. Where's everybody at? Henry Parker Coombs is in England. Matt Chutie is in Eugene Or I don't even know what that is. That's a place? I want to go there. Sounds good. What up? Shouts out to Canada. Shouts out to Dublin. Dublin, Rug M, Cron in Dublin, Freedom Matters is in Georgia. Yo, 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 yo. Mexican Jumping Bean is still in Tijuana. Yeah! What up, Matt Chuty? I love your work too. Uh, it was great. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sunny in Florida. It's always sunny in Philadelphia too. Roberto Sanchez, shouts out to you. Shouts out to, uh, yeah, shouts out to everybody. Shouts out to Peppers in, oh, it's Oregon. Thank you for the uh, information. Donna in New York, shouts out to you. Shouts out to Germonet, Felix Homan. Shouts out to the Graveyard Goons in Maryland. Yo, gang, we're here together. It's a beautiful time to be alive. Uh, fuck Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan. How dare they schedule a conversation at the same time as Ask Akira. Everybody knows Ask Akira is 1 p.m. on a Thursday. Everybody knows that. How dare you? Uh, it's time for the I high five. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? Aim for the elbow. That's the thing to do if you want a, a good, good I high five. You gotta look and aim at the elbow. Three, two, one. Oh! Yeah, we in here. Yeah, we in here. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was super, super beautiful. And uh, speaking of super, super beautiful, super beautiful, speaking of super, super beautiful, uh, how are you all liking the Christmas album? That's been playing in the background the whole time. I hope the volume has been okay. How are you enjoying the uh, Christmas album, ladies and gentlemen? How are you enjoying the Christmas album? I mean, I'm really enjoying the Christmas album. Maybe I should put it back on, actually. It was nice having it in the background, right? It felt like a bit of a live wave. What do you think? I'm putting it back on. I don't give a fuck. Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson are, uh, are broadcasting at exactly the same time, yet we're all here together. What does that tell you, ladies and gentlemen? It tells you that clout, clout has no limits. There are no limits to clout. No limits to clout, ladies and gentlemen. Sir Peppers is very beautiful. Thank you, Sir Peppers. Thank you, Sir Peppers, a.k.a. Homer. I still never know if I'm pronouncing your name right, but I appreciate you being here. It says, man, this is international today. It really, really is. It's incredibly, incredibly international. 
We're an international tribe. We're a powerful international gang. Yes, we are, and it's, it's Christmas time. Christmas time is here. And uh, it's not even December. That's how prepared I am for Christmas this year. Lo-Fi Christmas 2 dropped on November the 28th. That's how, this is the most prepared I've ever been. Every year, I try and release Christmas music. I love Christmas music. I love Christmas time. Uh, I love I love the whole fuck I love the whole thing, man. Last year I did Lo-Fi Christmas and uh, it was very well received. It kind of blew up around Christmas time, and uh, man, I don't think I even got that out until like two weeks before Christmas Day, maybe a week. Yo, this year I'm so prepared. A full Christmas album. Last year was a mix, a mix of other people's music and one of my songs. A mix. This year I did a whole album. I produced the whole album myself. I did that thing uh, with a bust-up computer and, and a destroyed sample library. This was created from scratch on my whole new system. Yes, it was. Shouts, shouts out to me. Shouts out to you. Shouts out to everyone on the Patreon who's helping to keep the wave going. Who's keep, helping to keep that wave going. If it wasn't for that donated laptop and uh, the uh, new hard drive situation. Yo, who knows what would have happened? Maybe we wouldn't have Lo-Fi Christmas 2. We've got Lo-Fi Christmas 2. And uh, it just hit Spotify. It just hit Spotify, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah, so Pepper says, happy non-denominational PR holiday time. <laughs> Do you know what? One of the great things about this time of year is you can say, Merry Christmas. And in doing so, you're kind of, you're sticking it to the uh, totalitarians. Just by saying Merry Christmas, not only are you spreading cheer and joy, but you're also sticking it to the totalitarian weirdos. And uh, that's just a beautiful thing because you, you get to fight fight for liberty and justice while spreading cheer. That's one of the many, many reasons Christmas is my favorite time of year. And I think Ask Akira 29 maybe will be about why Christmas is just the greatest time of year. But it really is a, it really is a wonderful time of year. Hey, check this out. Um, this is how beautiful it is, right? Uh, where is this thing? Let me just quickly pause this Christmas music. I think I'm going to keep Christmas music going for a while. I'm enjoying Christmas music. Look at this. Look at this. There's me. Real lighting there, because uh, we got purple light bulbs. And Hercules was giving me a cuddle while I was doing that beat. He just did it, and I didn't ask him to. He just came and gave me a cuddle, and he was rubbing my back. He's giving me a back rub there, that child. Look at that. Look at that. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's just a wonderful thing right there. Back rubs from your five-year-old while you're making beats in the crib. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Shouts out to Hercules. Hercules, my beautiful son. Um, I should get him. I was thinking to get him on the podcast as a special guest. You know, he's a cool guy. You could learn from a lot. You could learn a lot from that boy. We all could, and maybe we all will. Maybe that's what will happen because uh, it ties into what we're going to be talking about today. Today we're going to be talking about how to save the world. How to save the world? Yeah, it is. Uh, Graveyard Goons doing some advertising in the chat. Bless them. Merry Christmas, homies. New daily comedy sketch for 25 days of Christmas starting on Saturday. Get in the spirit. Get cozy. Yo, good for you guys. Good for you guys. Christmas is... I like people who do festive stuff around Christmas. I like people who do 25 days of stuff. And uh, Freedom Matter says, what do you think about lo-fi plus affirmations plus binaural beats? Well, uh, I've been... This is something I've been doing for quite a while. Uh, my affirmation was, I, Akira the Don, will be a rich and famous artist and DJ. Yo. And, uh, yeah, that kind of loops in my head all the time. It has been for a couple of years since I read Scott's read Scott Adams' book, and he talked about the power of affirmations. I was like, fuck it, why not? And guess what? Shit's going pretty well. Shit's going pretty well. Um going pretty well i don't know if i'm i'm rich or famous yet but I, i'm a lot richer and famouser than i was when i started that and uh stuff is definitely on an upward trajectory so i think yeah why not why not uh i let i i'll be honest i don't know a great deal about binaural beats i need to look into that stuff i don't know enough about that to even comment i'm aware of the concept but i really haven't looked into it so yeah Teresa the kid says my seven-year-old daughter would love that she likes it when you have him on uh, well big up your seven-year-old daughter i'm sure hercules uh and her would get on great maybe we should have a play date maybe we should have a play date holler if you're in los angeles ever yeah, 420 Iron Hose, Iron Fire Hose says Hercules is such a sweetie. He really is. Really is a beautiful, beautiful, sweet, sweet boy. He's starting uh, jujitsu today. So, yeah, let's see how that works. 
Enki says, nice idea, freedom matters. Freedom does matter. Enki, you brilliant producer, you. Enki makes such beautiful beats. He did some uh, He did some of the stuff that was on the Elon album. Uh, I've put him on a bunch of my mixes. He just makes great stuff, and uh, I hope to hear more of it very soon. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, I say Eid Mubarak to the guy at the corner source. So anyone telling me not to say Merry Christmas can stick it, says Derna1804. Damn straight. Anyone who tells you not to say Merry Christmas, yo, well, that's inst that's really good because you instantly know they're anti-human freakazoid weirdos and you should stay away from them. You should stay away from them because they're evidently, like, just unpleasant weirdos and, uh, you know deserve to suck up none of your air just sucking up all the air around you like a like a like a greedy 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 weirdo scumbag you don't need that stuff in your life what you need in your life is festive cheer and that's why i made lo-fi christmas too so we can have festive cheer throughout the year do you know what lo-fi christmas one has been getting streamed all year by the way people were banging that stuff in september people were banging out in june yo festive vibes are eternal man you ain't gotta wait for christmas to feel christmasy that's why i use that scrooge sample scrooge bill murray scrooge there's a scrooge sample and he basically says that you know it's like christmas is that time of year where you know you you get to be the best version of yourself maybe just for like one day but guess what you can have that festive feeling all year long Yes, you can, ladies and gentlemen, and I advise, I advise uh, going for that festive feeling as much as you can. That's why I have this nice jacket. Just putting this jacket on gives me a festive feeling. Yes, it does. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, special appearance from the homie. Yeah, what up, baby? What up, baby? Some people were wondering why there wasn't any JBP on the Lo-Fi Christmas tape. Well, there was. But, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you should, uh, maybe you should not be surprised at the idea of some festive meaning wave. Lo-Fi Christmas wasn't a, a full-blown meaning wave release. It was a, it was a beautiful lo-fi album with some little snippets of, of festivity. Maybe there's going to be some Christmassy meaning wave. You never know what's going to happen in this beautiful world, in this beautiful meaning, meaning wave universe. Brothers and sisters, you just don't know. You just don't know, but today we're talking about how to save the world. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. But first, uh, I'll give you a little update. Uh, Dropbox deleted all my shit again. <laughs> it did. It did. It did. I did nothing. I did nothing, Governor. I did nothing wrong. And they deleted all my stuff. It deleted all my stuff. And they were really rude to me on chat until, uh, until I got on a... Uh, Twitter and used my verified Twitter account, Clout, and then they changed their tune. Oh my god, it's disgusting! It's disgusting. So anyway, I'm I'm, I'm abandoning Dropbox. It's like fool me once, uh, shame on you. Fool me twice, and uh, Georgia Bush. Shaz has a little wane in 2005. So yeah, goodbye. I'm abandoning Dropbox. Uh, I'm trying to get all my stuff back from them again. I hadn't even got it back from the first time. Part of it was back. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So yeah, honestly, I avoid Dropbox. Don't put anything important in it. It's just really not worth it. It's broken. I've been using it for 10 years. I never had any trouble, but over the past year, it's been getting worse and worse, and now it's gone to hell. So yeah. Uh, DA says usync.com. I've heard about this. I've looked into it, but guess what? I'm going for a NAS. I'm going to build my own cloud, ladies and gentlemen. I'm making my own cloud here in Don Studios, and that will also have a cloud backup, but I'm building my own cloud. And that's what I've realized. Everything in life, man, it's like, you know, you could use a record company, and then you eventually realize you need to make your own record company. You know, eventually you realize in all walks of life, you need to, you need to build your own world, man. You need to build your own universe. That's what I did here with the Meaning Wave universe. That's why we're all here together. That's why we're such cloutful cloud for bad mofos and uh, i'm gonna build my own cloud and hey guess what if you got your own cloud apparently other people can join your cloud so i was like oh maybe you guys could come hang out on my cloud a bit that sounds exciting how about that so yeah the patreon money this month will be going towards uh building a cloud so shout out to everyone on the patreon uh if you're not on the patreon then uh then you know you you might want to join I would, uh, I would, I would appreciate you joining uh, because uh, you know it just helps me be able to do stuff like that, like that. Frankly, like uh, back up the data. <laughs> but yeah, if you're on the, if you're on the Patreon, you get a, you get a bunch of cool stuff. You get like exclusive blogs and things. You get on. Uh, you know, on the 25 buck level, you get downloads of everything. On the uh, 10 buck level, you get downloads of the instrumentals that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, you get wallpapers, stuff like that. 
and uh, you know you get you get the fa you get uh, my eternal gratitude and I think that's even more important so yeah also you know join the discord everyone's on the discord it's just a dope place to hang out YouTube hero Alex is a bad man he helps out there he's like he, he keeps it keeps it clean it's a clean it's a clean sanitary area so yeah what's up um, yeah yeah bunch of stuff coming up I don't want to spoil any surprises but you know we had the Stan Lee record we just had the lo-fi Christmas album um, my three releases a week productivity level got a bit balked by the um, outrageous technicalities, but we're getting back. But we're coming back. We're coming back, and uh, we're coming back stronger. I'm glad all this stuff happened. I'm glad all these messed up things have happened because it's just uh, it's made everything better. It's made everything better. Like I lost all of my all of my template projects and stuff, and and that forced me to work out some new ways of doing things. And I worked out some stuff I never would have worked out otherwise. Uh, I've worked out some sort of sonic techniques which I've utilized on this new album that I wouldn't have done otherwise. And it's just going to make everything better going forward. So yeah, good, good. Thank you for the adversity, Galaxy. Thank you for the adversity, Galaxy, and thank you for the support and love, Meaning Wave Universe gang. I love you guys. We still don't have a name. It really annoys me. My homie. Um, my homie Rankin, you know, he started up a, a radio station just a few weeks ago. It's going great. He, th his listeners have already got a name for themselves. They call themselves Lobsters. Not the most original name on earth, but they still have a name. We don't have a name yet. We need a name. Someone, someone come up with some ideas. Uh, Graveyard Goon says, Akira, if you need any pointers building your cloud, we'll hook you up with our tech guy. Yo, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. Hit me up on the Discord. I'm literally doing this right now. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, hit me up on the Discord. I was looking at this right now. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Sir Pepper says, good. A chance to venture in the unknown. Exactly. And speaking of the unknown, there's loads of unknown things coming up here on the Meaning Wave, Meaning Wave universe. So, yeah, I won't spoil any of it for you. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if some Christmassy Meaning Wave occurred. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's... If there's uh, a single featuring an, the, maybe the biggest Meaning Wave superstar that uh, with vocals recorded especially, especially, not sampled from an existing interview or anything, recorded especially, especially. Wow, imagine that. Imagine that, brothers and sisters. Imagine that. Anyway, uh, yeah, this week, this week we're talking about something, uh, you know, very close to my heart. Something I've been... Uh, you know, wanting to do for a long time. My whole life I've been thinking about it. Stan Lee, God rest his soul, you know, very influential on me because what Stan Lee did was that he put out there, he put out there those legendary tales, the hero's journey, all that stuff. He put that out there and he put it out there in a format that was just so relatable to a little boy. I was a little boy once. How about that? Imagine. I was a little boy. I was a little boy and I was seven years old and I was in hospital man and what had happened was was one day i woke up and uh, i could not urinate I couldn't urinate how crazy is that seven years old couldn't urinate what the hell yo this is when my dad sprung into action this was probably the most dad thing i can remember of my childhood it was like how animated he became he was often quite reserved he'd be like in his study listening to music or working and kind of not engaging that much a lot of the, a lot of the time um but uh, holy cow, that morning I woke up and I couldn't urinate. He bounded into action. His whole fatherliness was activated that day in a, in a way I don't think I ever saw before or since. I mean, but it was on such a mighty level. He fucking, he, drew, he like bundled me up. He threw me in a car. We lived in Wales and we lived like in some goddamn valley mountainous area. And it was like, it was like maybe, I don't know, like a 35 minute drive to the hospital. And it was a drive through some mountains and forest around a cliff edge. It was like some ridiculous shit out of a movie. Like if you go too fast, you fall off the cliff type thing. People were always having crashes there and shit. And he drove down that motherfucker as fast as that little fucking larder car would go. He drove so fast to save his child's penis. Yes, he did. He drove so fast because like, the prime directive kicked in, man. Like the prime, the prime fatherly directive: save my child, save my firstborn son's penis. Kicked in, man, and he, he drove me so fast to that hospital. And uh, yo, it was some crazy stuff. And they had to like, I don't know why. Like the, uh, this is a thing, man. I don't know why I'm telling you this now, but it's Christmas. Why not? Like the uh, the the pee, the peeing hole had just disappeared. It just disappeared. I woke up one day and it was gone and I could not weep. And uh, the doctors were like, holy cow, well, 
you know, poke, squids, bish, poke, poke, and then suddenly a small uh, opening reappeared and shot, shot the shot the doctor in the eye. But as soon as it had come, it was gone. And they had to send me to hospital in Liverpool, which is not even in Wales. It's a different country. They had to send me to a different country, my guys. And uh, they sent me to a different country, man. And, like, you know, it's a bit scary being a little kid, like, you know, get, getting you getting your dick operated on like it's all right for these little baby jews because like they don't remember i mean maybe they re remember subconsciously there's been some talk of this recently maybe there's emotional scarring that goes on for life i don't know i don't know man i i, I really don't know about that sort of stuff but uh you know i was there i was in liverpool hospital for like a couple of weeks or something and uh you know there was no internet then there was just a couple TV shows. There was, TV was weird and scary. I remember The Incredible Shrinking Man being on, like the 40s movie version. And that stuff, just it just terrified me, man. Like you're a dude and you're just getting smaller and smaller and then no one can see you anymore and no one knows where you are. And you're like, help, it's me. I'm like, it's me. And the guy's girlfriend just like nearly treads on him. Man, that shit messed me up. But you know what? Like, I'm so glad that happened because uh, my dad bought me some American comic books. And I'd, I'd never had any. Before that, I'd read uh, Asterix and Tintin and, like, those European big A4-sized comic books, and I loved that shit, man. But, but my, uh, my dad, uh, he went and bought me a, a stack of American comic books. And uh, that shit just changed my life. It just changed my life. I'd always loved, like, stories, like the Bible stories and the Greek stories and, you know, all those kind of mythical stories. I loved all that stuff, man. I loved the Minotaur and... All that thing. I loved, what was that movie with the skeletons? Jason and the Argonauts. You know, I loved that sort of story. But the way Stan Lee put it together, and I know it was Stan Lee, because I had some DC comics too, but they didn't talk to me the same way as like Stan Lee's ones did. Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's comics. It was Jack Kirby's like cosmic glory combined with the every everyman aspect that Stan Lee brought to it. You know, and I just felt that, and I felt that could be me. You know, I felt I could be one of these guys. And there's me, I'm seven, I'm in hospital, like, like you know, they're, they're operating on my dick. And I felt that, you know, I could be heroic and shit. I felt like I could be that. And that, that stayed with me, man. And, like, I wanted to go out and save the world. That's what I wanted to do from that moment forth. I wanted to use my powers for good. I knew I had some, because the comics told me there was, like, you know, you've got powers in you. I was like, yeah, of course I do. I definitely do. I definitely do. Especially if, like, you know, I can, if my, I can survive having my dick operated on. <laughs> Yeah, like, so I was convinced, you know, that I that I could save the world in some shape or form, and I wanted to, man. I wanted to do some heroic shit. I wanted to save people. I wanted to like save people. So you know, for those reasons that were in the comics, I wanted like the girl to like me. I wanted to be useful in my community. I actually wanted to, like, I wanted like to to you know, to save my uncle before he died type thing, all that stuff that was in there. That's why the last Spider-Man movie, I never wanted to watch it again. That's how they balked the last Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man's uh, appearance in Civil War was the best Spider-Man on movie ever. But then when they made the film, the film lacked the stuff. The, the core point of Spider-Man, and the core point of Spider-Man is responsibility, right? That's the whole point of the Spider-Man story that Stanley wrote, was that here's this guy, and he gets these powers, and he uses them to make money and show off and stuff. But he doesn't, he's not responsible, and that leads to the death of his uncle, his beloved Uncle Ben, who raised him, his father figure, because uh, he could have stopped a robber, and he's like, well, that's not my responsibility, I don't care, let the robber go, and then the robber killed his uncle, and he's like, oh, shit, man, I do have responsibility, because I had the power to stop him, that was my responsibility, and that's true, that's true, that's, that's how you save the world, that's one of the ways you save the world, that's like, you take responsibility, you take responsibility, and uh, that's what that's what Spider-Man did, and that's what those those Stanley stories put out there, and uh, that's a really really powerful thing, and that's what was missing from the new Spider-Man movie. He took no responsibility in that. He kept fucking shit up, and there was no repercussions. He spent that whole movie just fucking shit up and having no repercussions, and he not taking responsibility, like standing his girl up and fucking things. Stand it just. Uh, yeah so anyway anyway so that's what's up now this isn't that's not the point that's not what i'm really talking about that like you one of the ways you save the world is is taking responsibility yeah but how do you really save the world how do you really save the world and i'm going to tell you something that was told to me a while ago when i was i don't know 10 years ago i was a bit more nihilist 
I was reading a lot of internet. I was like, man, the world's doomed. The world's doomed. I was like, how can I bring a child into a world this fucked? Man, I was reading about all this creepy stuff on the internet. You know that thing when you get the internet and like you start reading about like secret sacrificial society shit and all that and you're like, man, you, I went deep in that hole. I went deep down that hole and you know, it's a dark hole, man. And you stop seeing the light down that hole. And I was like, oh man. Who could bring a child into a world this just horrible and dark? I said. I wrote this on a blog, and one of my one of my audience wrote, "Akira, you know we love you. You you're like a good person. You got a beautiful soul. You're trying to do good in the world. And if the good people don't have kids, that's when we're fucked." I said, "Oh shit! Oh shit! That's a good point. That's a good point. Damn, that's a real good point. And that was a deep thing, man. And that that." That person, I don't know who that was, that internet commenter, but that, that shifted my perspective. That shifted my perspective. And that's, I really now realize that's the truth. That's how you save the world. You have some fucking kids. That's it. That's how you save the world. You save the world. And it's so ridiculous because it's like, that's what we're here for. That's the whole point. That's a, the prime directive, man, of humans is have some kids. Everything we do is about that. The reason I'm good at music is because part of me wanted to get really good at music to partly to impress girls so that I could propagate the species. Like everything we do is for that. And so much of the modern world is about trying to deny that. And it's really dumb, man, because truly the way you save the world is to have some kids. And it's not just have some kids and then just like throw them out in the cold and let them go. It's, it's something that... Um, I tweeted something the other day about how uh, one of my main non-regrets, something I really don't regret. I'm like, you know, regrets are good, man. If you don't have any regrets, you never learned anything, I feel. You know, you should have regrets. Like, yeah, okay, that thing was, I fucked that up. That, that you know, that wasn't a good thing to do. I do regret that. Now, you good, I learned something from it, but it doesn't mean I'm glad I did that horrible thing to that person. Like, no, man, you should regret doing some stupid shit and be glad that you learned something and don't do it anymore. But, uh... Yeah, I was like, I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't go to university. And I'm glad I quit school at 16. I'm glad. School, I truly believe this to this day, school is like a brainwashing exercise from a bygone era that's just unnecessary in, in the future here. In the future, we don't need that. And, uh, and college is just the biggest scam on earth these days. The idea of it, it was supposed to be that it taught you to think. That's not what it's about anymore. Nowadays, it's about indoctrination. And... It's a massive scam. It's like, God knows what the level of debt is right now in the US, but I know it's a lot. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's piling up every year. Uh, you know, it's insane. Because they, you know, they, they're, they're paying all this money to all these, uh, all these grievance, grievance scholars, and they're just scum. But anyway, someone, and someone was like, oh, no, that's, that's bullshit, Akira. Like, you know, how, like, how do you know? You didn't even do it, so how do you know? And I'm like, I'm like yo... I have this amazing superpower of being able, of being unable, of being able, sorry, to learn from other people's mistakes. And that's the whole thing, right? You learn from other people's mistakes and you do that generationally. And that's how we went, or I went, from uh, my grandfather in a Russian concentration camp, my father in a Birmingham slum, me in Hollywood. That's how you, boom, three, three, three dudes, right? And, uh, you know, just those, I mentioned three dudes there, three generations of humans, and uh, you go from a Russian concentration camp to Hollywood, to Hollywood, which is where I live, and DJ. That's ridiculous. And, like, God knows what you can do in another three. And that's because of learning from other people's mistakes. Because my dad didn't have to, his generation didn't have to do a load of things that the previous generation did because people learn from previous generations' mistakes. Have you noticed we're not involved in a major war, in any kind of major, in any kind of major war right now? This is the most peaceful period in Western history ever. 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 Uh, I would like to, you know, like, I try and stay out of, like, sort of, like, uh, named politics because, like, you know, it just doesn't age well. You know, um, but to all the people who are complaining about the current American president, I would point out one. I would just say we're not in any fucking wars. That's magical. Now, would that have been the case if uh, the current president's uh, opposition had won? We don't know. I, I, I don't think so, though. I'm pretty sure that that 
that regime was intent on a lot of war because it was a continuation of, of uh, the previous neocon thing, which was... Anyway, whatever. I don't want to talk about that shit. I, what I want to say is that, like, we're learning as a species generationally, right? And uh, we're not in any wars right now. And that all there was was war two generations ago. All there was was war. Like, that's all there was, man. The whole world was... That was that was all you thought about. Everything was arranged about that. My, whole, my grandfather and my grandmother's whole lives were just based around the fact that we were at war. World war. All the time. Then my father less war now no war we get to concern ourselves with other things ladies and gentlemen we get to concern ourselves with other things so you know you have some kids right you allow them to be the best you t you basically raise them in such a fashion that they get to be the best version of themselves from the beginning with all this information that we have now all this stuff we talk about here on ask akira all this stuff that's talked about in the meaning wave universe right if you have a kid right now and hand all that information off to that kid. All this stuff that we've spent our whole lives learning, right? You, we, we, we're here, we're like, I don't know how old you are. You might be 15, you might be 55, right? But you didn't know all this stuff when you were a kid, but you do now. So you have a kid, you pass this stuff onto your kids. Your kid begins with this as a foundation. Holy cow, what's possible for this kid? What can this kid do? What could this kid do? My God, my God. Uh, Doug Stanhope. Uh, he has this thing about how uh, we need, the way you save the world, but he's talking about it from an environmentalist kind of like Peter Green person thing. He's like, uh, have more abortions because, man, people are just fucking up the planet. Too many people. Uh. Thing is, Doug Stanhope, we're not having the most children over here, here where you live, here in the Western world, where Elon Musk lives. We're having way less children per person than we were before. Way less per and le way later, way later, way less and way later, right? So your funny comedy routine is going to make any difference where your idea of saving the world by having less children is having effect. They ain't going to listen to your ass in China or Pakistan or anywhere, motherfucker. They ain't going to listen to you. So that's terrible advice because the only people who are going to hear it is the people that actually are having way less children already and actually need to be having more children. So that's stupid advice. Actually, Doug Stanhope, you sweet, sweet man. We do. He also has wonderful jackets. Uh, that's the opposite of what you do. That's the opposite of what the, you do. Do you know why? Do you know why, Doug Stanhope? Uh, right now, something amazing is happening because some Norwegian student, Norwegian students, fucking twenty-year-olds, worked out a problem. And the problem was ocean full of plastic. What do we do? And they worked out a way of sorting it out. I don't know what it is. There's a Joe Rogan show about it. You can go watch it. I don't know. But uh, they worked it out. These kids worked it out. If their parents had taken your advice, Doug Stanhope, we wouldn't have this solution. If their parents had aborted them to save the world, we wouldn't have this solution. Do you know why we have this solution? Because they were hearing all this stuff about oh, ocean, ocean. Oh, we're all doomed. Too much plastic in the ocean. And they're like, well, maybe there's a way of fixing that. Maybe there's a way of getting it out and turning it into trainers. Whatever. They did it, right? Because they had the right mindset. They were kids. They, were, they weren't worried about wars. You know, they were thinking about solutions. What happens when you have a generation of children brought up with the meaning wave mindset? Brought up with... What could we call it? The Minecraft mindset. A generation of children who've grown up, right? They've had access to technology their whole lives. They've had iPads their whole lives. They've had, you know, when we were kids, right, we could imagine a world. We could imagine it. And we could maybe draw some pictures or build some Lego. We could imagine it. Rich imaginations we had. But now, a little kid, if you imagine something, you can then go on your, go on your iPad and make it so. And that's some powerful shit. You go, oh, I imagine a glorious glittering city. Then you go in there and you make it. You make it. You have in your, like, where is this fucking thing? Look at this thing, right? This, right, I'm holding an iPhone X. This is more powerful than the thing that sent us into space, motherfucker. Everyone's got one of these. Everyone's got a supercomputer. What the fuck? What the fuck? The potential of a generation who had supercomputers from the off who had the meaning, wave, the meaning wave mindset, who had the Minecraft mindset, who could not only imagine, but then practically visualize and show others everything they imagined. And here's the other thing. 
as we know, we are nodes in a network, right? Everything we do matters. Everything we do affects the, everyone else in the network. What happens when this becomes literal? What happens when you have like, you know, 10 kids all playing Minecraft together? across the world separately or in the same room both doesn't matter they're networked practically and they're all playing together right and they're learning to play together and then you give them a task and what happens is um i was talking with um jordan greenhall about this and this was something his daughter had been doing hercules has been doing similar stuff you know they would play it was like all right you have a weekly assignment you can all play minecraft together but you have to build something all right and you have to build like this ridiculous thing whatever it is this world and what would happen is they'd spend a week just playing, just messing around, not doing anything. And during that week, they kind of worked out what each one was good at. And it wasn't like uh, they're specifically saying, yo, Genie, you're really good at, at making snow elves or whatever the hell. And you're really good at, at crafting swords or whatever, whatever the fuck. They just kind of intuitively worked it out. And then right at the last minute... They did it, and they did it all together with this incredible hive mind ferocity of, like, a bunch of people who knew what they were good at, who knew what their superpowers were, who knew what their mightiest aspects of themselves were, and how they interacted with the rest of the group, and they built this amazing thing. Vroom, vroom, vroom. All right, so, boom. Apply that to the world. Apply that to the grown-up world. Apply that at the Minecraft Meaning Wave mindset. That generation going, all right, let's solve the world's problems. Because that's all it is. That's all it is. There's like two, it's, it's basically, you know, the, you've got two ways of looking at the world and it's like lack and abundance, right? Lack and abundance. And if you're looking at the world with a lack mindset, you go, oh, we're doomed. Oh, the oil's running out. Oh, the, uh, we're all going to die. Oh, we're killing everything. Oh, doom, doom, doom. If you have an abundance mindset, you go, well, shit, man, we're humans. Everything... We've invented all this stuff. It's fucking amazing. What else could we invent? Look at all these cool, smart kids who've got new ways of thinking, who aren't saddled with the, uh, the burden of the preconceptions of old. They only know this new world. They only know potential. No, they only, you know, no one's smacked them around the head and told them everything's impossible yet. What could they do? What could they invent? Every problem is uh, just potential for a solution. And every modern problem is just a potential for a futuristic solution we haven't thought of yet. And we can fix everything. We totally can. We've done it before and we will continue to. That's what our history is. The history of humanity is uh, finding problems or making problems and then fixing them. That's literally it. That's literally it. So you say the way you save the world is you have some goddamn kids and you raise them well. You teach them everything that you've learned. You teach them everything that your parents learned. You teach them every. You teach them everything we have transcended, right? So they don't have to do it themselves. Yeah, sometimes we have to make mistakes, but we ain't got to make them all. You ain't got to go like throw your kid out there and let him work out how to make fire. You know, there's a thing in the DJ community. There's such a thing as a sync button, right? And what that will do is that will make one's track that's uh, correctly BPM gridded, play in the same BPM as another track. And uh, some DJ purists, they're like, this is evil. It takes away the arts. Ugh. These people are morons. These people are fucking morons. It's like, what? It's not toast if I, if I don't cook it over a fire and use a toaster. You fucking idiots. If you have some technology that makes a process an aspect of it simpler and quicker that is not a bad thing you want us to sit around making toast on open fires that we light by rubbing sticks together or what some people have that mindset those people are idiots don't worry about them leave them be we will forge a glorious world and they will live in it and they will complain they will complain brothers and sisters they will complain but that's fine that's fine. They can sit there and complain because it doesn't matter. They're complaining in the glorious world that we've built because we're still living in the glorious world we've built, not in the miserable one that they wished. You know? That's it, man. That's it. Um, that's how you save the world. That's how you save the world. All of you. And here's the thing. You need to get on this, right? What was that? I was talking earlier about my re regrets, right? or non-regrets. I don't regret quitting school. I don't regret my ch my son. My son, uh, you know, we, he wasn't planned. We didn't say, we are going to have this son at this time because we didn't think we had enough money. We didn't think we were ready, all that type of stuff. 
And had we, we right, we would still think that now, probably. We'd be like, oh, man, we're not ready yet now. We've got too much to do. We're trying to build. Da, 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 da. Do you know how selfish you are doing that, man? Do you know how selfish that is? Do you know how selfish that is? You're like, oh, no, I can't have any kids, man. I'm, you know, I'm just too busy. I haven't found myself yet. I'm like, I'm just, you know, I'm, out, I'm having fun, man. I want to go to the club. I'm like, uh, I've got, you know, I've still got to find myself. Oh, my career. Oh, I, do you know how fucking selfish you are? Right? You, the, the, you are denying the future its architect, right? You, you are stopping every time you do not, like, allow your nut to go to where it really wants to go. You are denying the future, man. You're denying the future. You're, you're stopping a potential Einstein from stepping out there. You're stopping a potential Elon Musk from stepping out there. You're stopping a potential you from stepping out there. God damn it. How dare you? How could you? What are you? Oh, I'm 25. I'm not ready. i still got stuff to do. Bitch, you ready? Like, your dick works, your, your non-dick works. If that shit works, you should be having some goddamn children. I believe this to be true. I didn't, we didn't have kids to what? Was I 34 or something? 32? 33? I don't know. 33? Man, uh, I should have done it a whole decade earlier. I, I could have an army of these little motherfuckers right now. I could have an army of genius battle motherfuckers running around, like, helping save the world damn damn now you know whatever you know got to keep it moving but uh yeah you know this is ask akira like this is me this like we say whenever you're giving advice it's you talking to your younger self i would say man just have some goddamn kids that's what you're here for that's the point you ain't here to go to the club you ain't here to f have fun you ain't here to fuck around uh, uh i'm not ready uh you know i still haven't like you know like lived my my cool well you you want to be going out there trying to get getting threesomes or whatever the hell it is or whatever it is you're trying to do. You like you think you need to have like 50 more shots. Like, motherfucker, get out there, find a fucking person to have a family with and have a goddamn family and save the world. Build your dynasty. Build your dynasty that we may go forward into the future, that we may go to Mars, that we may go to all the glorious things we've got to do. God damn it. Man, all these sad childless people, it's a tragedy, man. I meet them. It's a tragedy, man. All these people with cats. All these people like, yo, yo, just have some kids, man. That's what you want to do. That's what your soul wants to do. That's what your body wants to do. That's the whole point, right? And not everybody can do it. I know there's some people who, who like, physically are unable, but most people are physically able, and they really should before they can't because they'll be sad, man. They'll be sad. They'll be sad their whole lives. And it's not just that they'll be sad because, do you know what? Like, you know, fuck you, really. Like, it's not about you. It's about, it's about the future, man. It's about us, like all together going into space and doing what we're going to do and if you don't have kids then you're not helping you are not helping if you're like oh no man my time would be better spent like making myself a i don't know better whatever i am yo you don't you can do both the two is not mutually exclusive guess what i'm a way 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 better me than i was before i had a child having a child forced me to be a way better version of myself than I would have otherwise. And I would, I thought I was great. I thought I was doing good. I thought I was working really hard. I was flailing around like an idiot. I was not organized. I was not disciplined. I was not anything close to what I could be. Still not, but I'm working on it, motherfucker. And that's because I'm inspired to be greater for my son and for my wife and for our family and for the dynasty we are creating to boldly march into the future and goddamn save the world. God damn it. Goddamn save the goddamn species. Couldn't do that at the level without that inspiration. It's actually, I don't know if it's possible. It's like, like I say, man, meaning is the motivation. And there is nothing more powerful than the meaning uh, provided by a family. You know, family, uh, by, so, yeah. I mean, it's not even that it's like uh, not mutually exclusive. It's just that like you should, if you want to be a better version of yourself, you goddamn should have some children if you can. You really should, because that will make you so much better. It will force you. It will force you. You know, sometimes I find myself nearly doing something not great. And then I think, well, what would my son think of that? How would that look to my son? What kind of an example would that be? It's powerful motivation, man. It's powerful motivation. If you're paying attention, it's powerful, powerful motivation. DA. Perhaps birth control is a eugenics program to prevent selfish people from reproducing. Huh. If only. You know, most people are selfish. Everyone's selfish, really. You're the, Everyone's the center of their own movie. But you've got to realize, man, it's like... If you want a better life for yourself, you should have some kids. There's, this, there's all these myths propagated by bad television and foolishness. Oh, you'll have no time to do anything. Oh, your, your life will be shit. Uh, shut the fuck up. 
Yo, man, your life becomes a glorious, glittering, hyper-color movie when you put family into it. Yeah, the, yeah, you're tired. Yeah, you can't go to the cinema every five minutes. Yeah, you can't, like, do all the stuff you did before. I mean, you can do any of it. You just got to plan, you know? But you guess what? You don't really want to. A lot of that stuff you don't want to do anymore because it's not as good. It's not as meaningful. It's not as joyful. Some of it you do still want to do. And you can. No one's stopping you doing shit. But, like, you know, this, all this stuff, man. It's just insane to me that, like, the... Uh, Something that's basically a fundamental part of the human experience that always has been is something that I have to make a flipping Ask Akira topic about as if it's a radical idea. And I tweet it and people are like, oh my God, that's amazing, you're a genius. Yo! Wait, where are we? What's happened to us? What, have, what has been done uh, that, that this, this, is, this is this 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 position that we're in where we have to like tell people, yo, you should probably have some kids and like don't wait until you're 40. Everyone's like, oh, it's all right. Janet Jackson, she had a kid. She's 60. Shut up! Oh, my God. One, she's Janet Jackson. She can pay for the finest fertility situation on Earth. Two, Jesus Christ. You, you really, like, like, yo, that kid's going to be, like, 15 with a 75-year-old mother. That's fucked up, man. It's just fucked up. That's just fucked up. Go, yo, save the world. If you can, if you're able, go have some kids and have a 100 of them. Have as many as you goddamn can. Why not experiment? How many children can I produce? Yo, Jeremy Kids Bob Marley had. My grandmother was the eldest of 13. God damn it. Like you, I can guarantee you're here, you're watching this, you're listening to this. Like, I can guarantee you're a bad motherfucker and we definitely need you. We need more of you, right? I know this is just factual because if you're smart enough and, uh, cool enough and uh clout enabled enough to be here then you need to be making more kids god damn it if you can i know not everybody can you know but if you can and most people can then you goddamn should it's your duty it's your duty to the species and it's your duty to yourself man if you're selfish if you want to be selfish you want to die alone sad and alone yo if you got a bunch of kids man you have an army motherfucker you you could like piss off three of them and like there'll still be more that'll come and hang out with you when you're old. You know what I mean? Like, you could be like, you could be a shit person. They'll still come hang out. Have you seen The Wrestler? It's crazy, man. Dudes, anyone really. I mean, like, you can, you can, you can give your kid up for adoption. Your kid will still come find you at some point later in life. You know, it's powerful, man. It's powerful, that desire, that bond. Humans are crazy. It's powerful. But like you have some kids, man, that means that you've got you got people they're gonna look after you, they're gonna hang out with you, they're gonna if you're good to them, if you raise them well, that's you sorted for life, man. You can have that godfather old age. You know what I mean? You sat there on a chair surrounded by your grandkids and, and your family and stuff, fucking oranges falling on your head. Like that could be yours. That could be yours. Tell a crisis. Uh maybe consider finances before doing that. Doing what? If you're talking about this in general, no, don't. Just have some kids. It'll work itself out. If I'd sat there considering finances, I'd never had any kids. Cron uh, says, having a kid doesn't save the world. Embracing the archetype of the father. Courage and responsibility in your own life and interactions. Heaping responsibility on someone can make them hide. Huh? I don't fully understand what you're saying there. I did say at the very beginning that taking personal responsibility is one way of saving the world. But uh, having children and raising them to be the best version of themselves, that's how you save the world. That's you, that's how you, and I've already explained why. So don't make me do it again, goddammit. Uh, Thomas, Thomas Smith, what about adoption? Is adopting valuable as well? Of course it is, of course, it's, of course it's valuable. There's a load of goddamn kids. Do you know why it's valuable? It's valuable because you're a bad motherfucker and not everybody is, right? So these kids could be raised by, uh, by um, totalitarian scumbags, or they could be raised by you. Are you a totalitarian scumbag? Huh. You know, that's what you got to think about. Parenthood is something you can't run away from. Running away from your problems is the easiest thing for young people to do. It's the easiest thing for anyone to do, man. I know old people who run away from their problems. That's a mindset thing. Uh, you know, it's, it's not that there's any point in life where people suddenly become less likely to run away from stuff. You know, I know some strong-ass young parents, man. I've known some strong-ass young parents. I know some people, like, they had their kids when they were, like, 16. Their kids are amazing. They're super cool, and they're super cool, you know. 
My parents started having children at 18 and 19 and everything worked out. Five kids later, says Noah Brown. Yeah, good for them. Finances worked out too. Everything works out, man. If you, if you, if you try, if you try, everything works out. Me and my wife are putting the final touches on our 30-year plan before we pop out a mini-me in a couple of years, says Telechris. Telechris says, well, good for you. A man with a plan is no man. But just don't wait too long, man. That's what I'm saying. Just don't wait too long. You ain't going to regret it. It's like, you know, you, uh, you never regret exercising. You know, you're like, oh, shit, man. I'm glad. You're like, oh, I can't be asked. I don't want to do that thing. It's a pain in the ass. Can't be asked. You do it. You're like, oh, damn, that's great. Like, I feel that the kids is like that, like one of those things you never regret you never regret exercising you never regret eating good food food that's good for you you never regret having a kid well i've never regretted my kid i guess i can only speak for myself i can only speak for myself in absolutes because <laughs> uh speaking in absolutes is, is you know people like that shit anyway uh yo uh yeah when people's living standards go up, people have less kids. So the lesson is to spread the love over the world. Yeah. Japan is in a birth crisis, says Peppers. I know, man. Aren't they all killing themselves as well? Or that's like trendy or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my opinion. That's my opinion, and that's what I think. I think that's, that's a way to save the world. That's basically the easiest and, uh, and surest way to save the world, I would say. So there. Uh, well, can I answer a few questions before popping off? Uh, Shouts out to everyone uh, who's here, especially everyone who stayed here, despite uh, uh, Dr. Peterson being on Joe Rogan. You bad motherfuckers. Proud of you. Uh, Snowflakes, are you a Kira? Yes, I am. I am. Also, no one, no one can't save anything because eventually something good or bad happens. Uh, again, I don't fully understand this. Um, the point you're trying to make here. So maybe explain a bit further. Uh, Teresa the Kid, I had my first when I was 19. He's 13 now and he babysits my other two and he does dishes. Yeah. Yeah, big up him, taking responsibility. Big up you. Uh, yeah. Noah Brown, the developed world is in a selfishness crisis. Yes, this is true. This is true. And, you know, this pro the problem is, is like, it's selfish um, and it's foolish because it's not in people's personal interest. You're like, oh, I'm not going to have kids because I'm busy buying Gucci belts or whatever. But it's like, you're going to regret that shit when you're old and you're lonely, motherfucker. You're going to regret that shit when you're old and lonely. And also you regret that shit when, like, there aren't enough, like, young, cool people, like, inventing the stuff that will save your old ass from the inevitable problems. The inevitable problems that are coming our way. There are just crises all over the place. There are many crises for us to overcome. Many. And, uh, you know, it's quite possible that the minds that will fix these have not yet been born. Or are about to be born. Or are being born. So, you know. Anyway. So there. Uh, never mind, but do you think Alan is cute? I don't understand your questions, Snowflakes. None of your questions. None of them make any sense. Who's Alan? Who's Alan? Anyway, yeah, we got uh, six minutes left here. So uh, hit me if you have any uh, pressing things you want to know. Oh, did Sir Pepper send over any advance? Excuse me. Submit your questions. Let's have a look. Yeah, he did. Akira, are you going to make an anti-natalism, ethicist way philosophy of life in general? I don't know. Uh, says Frank Cuckoo, lives matter. <laughs> uh, yo, I have answered that, that one before. Yeah, Sir Peppers. Um, anyway, just quickly opening a question here. Desktop, save. Uh, Shabba. Okay. Could you talk more about how Venom is Jungian Shadow? Yeah. Not today, though. Let's do a whole wave about that. <laughs> I mean, a whole ask Kira about the shadow thing. Uh, when will we get Putin wave? <laughs> Yo, like, I, my answer to this is always the second I hear something that inspires me to make it, I guess. Although some things are in progress. I've been working on this goddamn Christopher Hitchens one for a long time. Yeah. Sir Pepper's been reading about post-postmodernism that DFL made a case for. 
Super compelling stuff since the millennials and Generation Z, or Generation Amiga, I like to call them, have been spoon-fed this diet of absolute nihilism since they were born. What else do you think will come with this wholesome era other than your music? Good question. Okay. And this, is, this links to what we were talking about. This links to what we were talking about. Uh, the, okay, imagine a generation with a, with a meaning wave mindset. With a Minecraft mindset, what will they create other than music? What will they invent? What will be uh, their priorities? And uh, what will be... Okay, think about this, right? So we've had, like, generations now of, uh, of this, of this nihil nihilistic, God is dead, we're all doomed. So what have they made? The art they've made is they made the Terminator, they made the Matrix, they made... Uh, what technology did they make? What systems did they make? All this sort of thing, right? All the technology that was made came from a mindset of having watched those things. Uh, some of it was influenced... I would say, here's the thing, why um, I've spoke previously about how we need a new... Uh, or maybe it's inevitable that something like Star Trek Next Generation is going to appear. So we need some art, and that's what this is. They, these people are going to create, inevitably is art with that wholesome, hopeful, forward-thinking, sort of joyful, pro-humanity outlook. So those, you know, Star Trek Next Generation was that. Technology that was developed by fans of that, you know, so, 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 basically pretty much everything that was in Star, Star Trek and, and uh, Star Trek Next Gen, a lot of that stuff has been created now, turned real. Most of the sci-fi sci art we had, though, was this despotic world is doomed, da-da-da. So now these people have literally created Skynet, and they've literally created uh, DARPA. If you look at what DARPA and Boston Dynamics have been up to, you know, they've created Terminator robots now, and there's an actual AI, and there's an actual company called Skynet. It's so ridiculous. Um, that exists. So all of the dark stuff, all of the worst the worst outcomes, all of that stuff has either been invented or it's in progress. However, this, this, uh, this leaves out a whole world, a whole potential. And it's that Star Trek next gen, like, uh, glorious future when we've sorted everything out and we're, like, we're cruising into space, just like, you know, having space orgies and stuff, just like... And that's what's going to happen. That's what this generation, Generation Z, Generation Omega, what they're going to be doing is phase-shifting us. Well, together, we're working with them. To sh phase-shift beyond the Terminator um, doomsday scenario into the butterfly scenario. The butterfly scenario is that we're currently in a process of, of you know, chrysalis, the cocoon. And uh, the next phase that we're going to phase shift into uh, via the ingenuity of the existing us and the next generation, the Minecraft mindset, the, the Meaning Wave mindset, those kids, they're an, they're an, uh, an integral part of it because uh, a big part of it is going to be being able to invent things without the previous uh, blockages of existing thought and existing limitation. You know, if you grow up imagining with a with a unblocked imagination which is what my son's generation are going to do then uh then you can create things that the previous generation cannot create but working together that's how it really goes off and so that yeah this generation working with the, with us is gonna phase shift us into that glorious wholesome future that technological wonderland that well that but yeah we could we don't even know exactly what it is yet we haven't fully described it I think Star Trek Next Generation is a good, like, signpost. We've got good signposts, but uh, the full the full rea realization hasn't been done yet. Like, there's going to be fiction created that people will then make real. That's what always happens. I had, some, I had a community of fans who were scientists, and they told me, you know, you artistic guys, you need to be careful about what you come up with because us scientific guys will come up with it. You know, we don't all necessarily have ideas, but we, like, read a lot of stuff, and then we'll make that stuff real. So uh, the, the uh, responsibility of us in this new psychedelic wholesome age is to create fiction that will inspire the science that will phase shift us into our glorious 
potential. So there. That's what's up. And uh, at that point, I would like to hit the applause button. If I can find it. Oh, has it stopped working? All right. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I think I turned it down. Okay. So there you go. That's what's up. This has been Ask Akira. I've been Akira the Don. It's been a Thursday. Uh, we've been hanging out together. I'm very grateful uh, to you all for being here. Yes, I am. So Pepper says, we are the 21st century pioneers of the archaic revival. You are exactly right, Sir Peppers. You are exactly correct. That's correct. And uh, there's a song about that on the Terence McKenna album. If you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to that. It's called The Archaic Revival. It's on Time Wave, the album. Uh, yeah, so go check that out. Butterflies and Hurricanes. That's right, Eki Homer. Uh, yeah, so thank you all for being here. Um, yeah, this was fun. And uh, especially thanks to everybody who didn't run off and watch Jordan Peterson on uh, Joe Rogan and hung out here with the clout community. You bad motherfuckers, you. I appreciate the shit out of that. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I'll see you all next week. And uh, yeah, I'll see you on the Discord. Join the Discord, we'll be in there. Um, Lo-Fi Christmas 2 is out now on all platforms. It hit Spotify today, so you can listen to that all Christmas long. Everywhere you are, yes, you can. Join the Patreon, Patreon, Akira the Dawn, and, you know, be excellent to one another. And, uh, you know, don't stop dreaming the future, man. Like, the future is is uh, a thing that we're making every day. And we'll never get there because only now exists. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what we have to bear in mind. And, uh, yeah, so there. I'm getting out of here. Thank you very much. I've been Akira the Don. You've been you. I appreciate the shit out of you. And, uh, yeah, I'll speak to you. Boom!